0: Unplanned potency <laughs> hi <laughs> hi uh, welcome to Unplanned potency the show on the internet where the intro constantly changes and we never know what we're saying I'm Chris
1: I'm Matt and Matt what's been uh new what's been new what's been new um next week I'm going to Montana by the time this yeah. episode comes be- comes out I'll be back so that'll be fun. Going to visit my aunt and uncle. Going to be pretty nice. sweet. Montana's pretty sweet. It's really nice there. The weather is always nice. The air is less humid, which is great because the humidity is terrible. And it's pretty there. It's just a nice place to be. So I'm looking forward to it. looking forward to not having to work because doesn't everybody? Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> yes. Do yeah. you ever? Do you ever? I know the answer to this question, but you ever say things <laughs> <laughs> You ever say things without thinking about them first? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my life, Matt. Yeah. That, yeah, no, I know that. I know me. you well enough to know that <laughs> <laughs> that's like half the shit that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> this has been happening to me a lot lately. The other day I was at Walmart and I walked, or no, whatever, IGA, grocery store. Anyway, I was buying beer. And I got to the checkout and this lady who was probably in her early 40s, maybe in her late, late 30s, was like, uh, she asked me for my ID and I gave it to her and she was like, sorry, you just don't look 21 to me. And I was like, that's fine. I'd rather look seven years younger than look like I'm 40. And I, what I meant was that I would rather look younger than look older than I am. Uh Not that that there's anything wrong with looking 40. But then I thought, what if her interpretation of that was me being like, you look terrible, you old bitch. (laughs) Which probably isn't how she took it, but... I'm worried that it <laughs> you, was.
0: <laughs> you never know. Cuz sometimes never know. when you hit too close to home, yeah. people are like, well, "All right, fine, fine." fine. But maybe she didn't. Maybe she's a normal like mentally stable person and she was like, "I understand. Yeah. I understand." Maybe. Better to look younger than older.
1: Yeah. And, and then I mean, today, yeah, it is a compliment. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is a compliment. I would she apologized for it. What I was getting at was like don't apologize. I it's not, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And today I was on the Diluty Discord. Shout out to Don't Look Under the Internet. They shouted us, us out on their podcast again this week. So thanks oh, for woop, that, friend of the podcast. Anyway, I was on the Diluty Discord and somebody said something about credit cards and they were like how they were scared of credit cards. And I just, without thinking, was just like, credit cards are fine as long as you pay off the, your statement at the end of the month. Credit cards just get a bad rap from people who don't have any sense and can't budget and think that they can make the minimum payment and deal with it later and that that's gonna end okay and it just kind of came out and then like five people were like I can't be trusted with credit cards because I spend (laughs) way too much money with them and I was just like well I'm Woo. I'm done here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking away today. I basically,
1: just insulted all of these people, which I love those people. And if that was, if you're listening to this, and you were offended by that, you've probably forgotten about it until I just brought it up again. So, whatever. well, that's
0: the thing. That's the thing. Whenever you feel like you offended someone, it's always a bigger deal to you than it yeah. is to them. Yeah, they just don't care. They're like, oh, okay, uh-huh, okay, yeah. and they're over it. And you sit and linger on it. You're like laying awake in bed. You're like, man, they're going to hate me forever.
1: (laughs) And and then I just sat there for a while and dwelled on it. And I was like, that was an unfair thing to say. I know lots of people who are not irresponsible people who have ended up in credit card debt. I don't know. It's just one of those things that you ever think. Just feel like I've been having a lot of those moments lately. Anyway, what's been new with you? That's part of life.
0: Well, um, I'm going to echo you a little bit next week. I am also off of work. I'm taking a vacation. So whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Uh, maybe maybe when we come back, uh, Unplanned ponency will be three times as good with twice as much rest under our belts Boy, by a be not <laughs> I wouldn't bet on it.
1: Maybe, we'll know, maybe one of us won't come back.
0: Maybe one of us won't come back. <laughs> not because we don't want to do this show, but because we just don't make it. Oh. Don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. Montana's <laughs> a crazy
1: place, man. <laughs> might get run over by a buffalo.
0: Whoa. Do they have buffalo in Montana? I'm
1: I'm sorry, I take that back. They have bison. Buffalo is actually a term that is used to describe bison in the United States that is not accurate. Buffalo huh. are indigenous to Africa.
0: I hope you I hope you meet a bison and get to pet it and it licks you and you get magic powers. That'd be pretty dope.
1: Bison man. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: well, one of us might come back with superpowers.
0: That would be awesome. That would be. Is awesome. that is that what today's topic is? How to get superpowers?
1: No, it's actually it's not totally unrelated. Oh, yeah. Did you have anything else to say before? I'm my
0: my life is is a joy and a pleasure to live. Sometimes and sometimes <laughs> and sometimes and I, I have a week like this week. Um, to be completely honest and upfront with uh, the listeners, you know, I had a rough week. Um, I talked to you about this. Mm-hmm. uh previously you know sometimes life smacks you around a little bit um and sometimes your own brain smacks you around a little bit and sometimes both happen mm-hmm. uh and for me it was more of a mental thing and uh you know took a shovel and i dug my way through some shit and uh <laughs> made a that. plan that we'll see if that uh goes <laughs> <laughs> anywhere and uh you know so not really anything special this week besides living life and dealing with the brain
1: sometimes you gotta pump out the sewers of your brain hole
0: sometimes you gotta pump out the sewers of your brain hole put on a shirt put on <laughs> a hot air balloon get a skyrider what a skywriter, you know the people that like write words. Yeah, in no, smoke. no, no. I got
1: that. What does that have to do with the sewers of your brain?
0: Uh, I'm just saying, write it, write it for the world to see. Okay, it's a great message.
1: <laughs> it is a great. I love message. it. You know what else are in sewers, Chris? <laughs> Crocodiles, poop, and monsters. Um,
0: monsters, yeah. Monsters. Okay.
1: The topic for this week is what if monsters were real. And I don't mean monsters in the sense of, like, people like people conspiracy theorize about Bigfoot being real and shit and that they're just sure. hidden out of view. I mean, what if we lived in an alternative reality where monsters were just, like, an actual thing you had to be afraid of? Like, when people tell you the stories of the monster under the bed, they might be there.
0: Ooh. I mean, that's... That... So I I have a lot of questions. Okay. You know, where where are these monsters coming from? What what type of monsters specific So are we dealing with like let me let me preface it with this. Are we talking supernatural monsters or like these creatures have evolved on this earth?
1: Supernatural. Like they can they could possess like otherworldly properties. That's like cool. Teleportation and shit like that.
0: Okay. So my my mind immediately yeah. my mind immediately goes past like what life would be like as an individual okay. if we lived in a world with supernatural monsters <laughs> to what are, is science going to do with monsters right because right because i feel like we're going to be like capture the teleporting monsters and let's figure out how teleportation works
1: capture the, yeah so that becomes the question right if things like this existed would Would there be some way to scientifically replicate what is going on? Because if these things are paranormal in nature, um, do do you think that they would still have to abide by the physical properties of the earth? And they would...
0: I think, and here's my opinion on science and the universe... Uh-huh. In, in in general um i think if and, and humans human mm-hmm. uh, this is i think this is what makes humans human and what makes them special in the universe uh okay. as opposed to monkeys and other animals on this planet and okay. i'm sure if there's intelligent life out there in the universe they, they share this property but it's that observation leads to analysis um right. So I, I mean, think monkeys do that too, but not to the same degree. Well, because they're not
1: as intelligent as we are. Well, that's a different m- maybe. Anyway, I'm, <laughs> but, I'm derailing this.
0: Uh, like, you know, ancient man tracked the stars, figured out how to use stones to tell right. what the months are going to be and shit like that. Um, that's what a lot of ancient structures are. There, there's ways to tell where the stars are supposed to be and how they're supposed to align to tell time. Right. Um. so analysis through observation is a big part of what humans are so I think as long as okay. humans can repeatedly observe something yeah. they'll eventually figure out how it works Um. so and I think that's why science has been I'm going to say successful for humans up to this point is that we're willing to dedicate obscene amounts of time to just staring at stuff and recording how it works.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what humans do, right? Like, even from a very, very young age, as soon as someone sees something, they immediately ask, like, why and how. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I
0: I think if there's a teleporting monster or a monster that breathes fire or whatever it is, whatever they're doing, um, if humans can cage it and study it, they'll figure it out.
1: Okay, so do you think? I mean, do you think we're we're immediately going to go like Russian, like Soviet Union experiments on these things, and just like start locking them up? And
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess I guess the, in this alternate universe, right? Yeah. If we're saying that mankind exists, comes into existence, and monsters are also there, mm-hmm. there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack in like the grand timeline of humanity. Uh but assuming humans survived and then just get okay. destroyed by the monsters like right away. Yeah. Um if they reach some kind of modern civilization level, um well, before that happens, I think there's going to be a war. I a war against be, the monsters. Yeah. I th- I think in that kind in that kind of world, unless the monsters are organized, yeah. Humans are the monsters.
1: You, you, so you think that the monsters are just doing their thing and the humans are the invasive species.
0: Absolutely. Basically. I think more than likely. Okay. With the way humans work be, Let's take lions for example. Lions right. as individual creatures are way more powerful than humans. Okay. They can eat humans. They yeah. were top of the food chain. Then right, humans yeah. got together, grouped up, started running for a really long time just chasing them as giant mobs the lions got tired, humans just keep <laughs> running because humans are built to just endurance run. That's yeah. what. That's how humans evolved. And then they would just stab it to death as a giant group and then eat it. So unless the monsters are organized, it's got, I think it would be the same situation. Like uh, you've got a monster that's under the bed, just like tickling kids' feet and then like dragging them under to like some crazy dimension. And then once humans realize this is happening, humans are going to group up together, and they're going to just, like, wait inside of some kid's room, and as soon as that monster reaches out, a bunch of humans are just going to, like, run through this dimensional gap and just start chasing this creature down. Okay. So, So unless... Go ahead.
1: (laughs) I think think we've arrived at the point where we can have an interesting discussion about this now, because you're saying that the humans are the monsters, but... And I feel like this has been a, the topic of some popular media in the past, where like there are these monstrous beings, and like they're perceived as the monsters throughout the entire movie or whatever. And then at the end, we realize that we were the baddies.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: like, what in a situation where there's monsters under the bed dragging kids out of the out of bed, and then the humans are chasing them down and, and killing them? How? What makes the humans the monsters in that situation?
0: Well, I, I guess it. Uh, when I say the monster, right? Right. I think they become they are the scarier of the two forces. They are the ones who are going to oh, end okay. up killing more things. Um, I, I think that's
1: isn't that nature though. Don't think things kill like that's just yeah.
0: Ab- absolutely. I it's not necessarily. I'm not necessarily using monster in in the terms of the one doing the wrong thing. I'm using "monster" in terms of the one who is scary.
1: Okay, yeah, humans are scarier because they have larger population. That's the only way. That's the only way that society, human society, could make it to the point where we have like modern civilization in the presence of monsters, right? Because there's two situations There's two possible scenarios here where you have like the typical horror movie plot where society evolved to. The, the point where it is modern civilization and then the monsters showed up, that's not interesting. I'm envisioning a situation where humans came up alongside monsters and the monsters have always been there. So, like you were saying, the only the only way that you could make it to modern civilization is to have more people. Yeah. Otherwise, the monsters would just kill the humans and right. they would be the dominant force on Earth. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. I guess I agree with you in the sense that the humans would become the oppressors because they are a larger force just by volume. Yeah, um,
0: that—that's if the monsters don't have some kind of organization, right? And now. If we're talking about like there's monsters under the bed and they're like Monsters Inc where they have like facilities that they like right. teleport to and shit, now we're we're talking about a whole different situation, right? An there's organized like a, some creature, separate
1: society, yeah, like an underground like an, society,
0: yeah, like an organized creature that is in all aspects just better than humans, right? And we don't stand a chance.
1: Yeah, we're not gonna make it. That's that's an issue. Unless yeah. the monsters, for some reason, decide to spare us. And why would they? Why would they not just take the Earth for themselves?
0: Um, I The only reason I could think, it's like, why don't we just wipe out cows? You know? Because it's we food. eat them.
1: Right. Yeah. So the monsters would eat us? Maybe. We wouldn't have modern society, though. Why would the monsters let us just be doing our human thing? Unless... The only other way I can think is just humans, like monsters have their so their civilization and their population and stuff. We're just smarter. And yeah. so they just can't, like they can't organize well enough to do anything about us.
0: Yeah, I guess you could, if you thought of it in terms of like, um, like an ant colony, um, we could have the... Intelligence in the organization to fend off attacks, but because of their strength and their sheer numbers when, like, inside of their home, we could never, like, destroy them. And that's now that's assuming you didn't just drop, like, a nuclear bomb on them or, or something. Yeah. But
1: yeah, I guess what I've just described is a slightly more intelligent race of animals. So yeah. Um,
0: in that type of world I think if the, these creatures existed to the point where if they got caught humans would just like come after them or could come after them mm-hmm. I think we're now looking at a situation where these creatures are probably gonna be more careful um yeah. like the creature under the bed it's a it's a type of thing that comes out at night when people are asleep so that it doesn't get caught right. um I think for a world with monsters to work and one side or the other, not to just be dominant. Um, there has to be a rule set that the monsters play by in order to maintain their, uh, I guess anonymity or their secrecy, um, so that they don't just get overran. Um, and I think that requires uh, a different level of intelligence. Um, you know, it's like how a cockroach doesn't come out when it, when the light's on. They wait until right. lights are off. Uh, that That's a form of intelligence. So I think there is a, a possibility where we could have teleporting monsters, monsters under the bed, vampires, werewolves, demons, all that stuff. Um, right. But they're going to play by a certain rule set so that humanity doesn't discover them.
1: Right, they're going to live in the shadows. Yeah. So, well, I don't think it would be possible for the monsters to live in total secrecy in a modern world with all of the technology and surveillance and stuff that we have. I, I don't think that they would be able to maintain their secrecy. Because what I had envisioned was a world where humans grew, like evolved and society formed alongside the mo- monsters that definitely existed that just showed up every once in a while and nobody knows why or how or where they came from, but they have supernatural properties. And then as soon as they show up, like as quickly as they showed up, they disappear again. Sure. And this, it just happens periodically.
0: Yeah. I, I think that kind of falls under that same, uh, general like rule set of like only coming out in, in the shadows. If you only strike every so often, where the humans can't be prepared like they have no way to know that you're going to strike no way to stop you when you strike because they don't get a chance to study you i think that can totally happen
1: yeah yeah that's what i was going to say why don't we pivot for a second and talk about do you think it's possible it, it, do you think there's any possibility that these sort of monsters have existed and do exist and have maintained a low profile? Because all throughout history, there are stories and fairy tales and stuff of monsters and cryptids and stuff that have shown up and mysteriously disappeared. Uh, there's lots of podcasts you can go listen to about that sort of stuff. Lore is a great one. Shout out to Lore. Um, But do you think that, do you think as everything is, as the world you know it is right now, it's even possible that those things exist and we don't have physical proof of it?
0: I, um, the short answer, yes. The longer answer. It would, to me, it seems, um, it, it. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It seems pompous, maybe. Um, Arrogant to assume that we're the only intelligent species in this universe. I think it's fully reasonable that given the fact that there are multiple dimensions, um, whether they are inhabitable or not, um, but given the fact that they exist. um,
1: Dimensions or do you mean like galaxies? Are you dimensions. talking about, like, multiverse theory?
0: I'm talking about, like, we live in uh, four dimensions, right? We live oh, in, okay. uh, we live with space or, like, width, height, depth, and time. Right. Like, we live in a four-dimensional space. It, it seems reasonable that there is a five-dimensional space and we don't access that fifth dimension uh, because of how our perception is built. Um, We know for a fact that the way we interpret the universe around us is based on how our eyes uh, and our senses developed. There are things we can't see, smell, hear that do exist. Um, And I think it's reasonable to assume that there are creatures that live within those spaces that um, we can't interact with or sense. Right. Um, and we didn't develop those senses to uh see or smell here etc those things because they didn't serve a purpose we didn't need to interact with those things and if the if creatures exist in those spaces um and they didn't interact with us often enough for us to need to develop that that would make sense um I so I I think it's arrogant to assume that no one else evolved anywhere else in the universe um that could well, maybe now we're walk,
1: talking sorry again
0: uh, that evolved anywhere else in the universe that could maybe walk among these different dimensional spaces that gave them different abilities to move around the galaxy in ways that we don't know is possible uh because light travels in well, uh, a way that we understand there are spaces mm-hmm. that we don't fully comprehend that maybe they can traverse, come to Earth, be like, hey, it's been 19 Quo's arcs. <laughs> We're going hunting on Earth, like show up, right. kill a few people, steal some people, leave, be somewhere else in the universe. I think that's totally within reason.
1: Right. Um, OK, let me back up. But that is not paranormal or supernatural. That's just Correct. that's just another plane of reality that we can't access. Um and if you want to talk about another plane of reality that we can't access, why do we not have some sort of empirical evidence of the existence of this sort of thing. Because if you shrunk our reality down to two dimensions, you would still have proof of the third dimension. Because like, a cube in a two-dimensional space becomes a rectangular square. And you would at least have some sort of impact on a two-dimensional space by a 3D object at some point. If you have a 2D plane going across a 3D space, and a 3D object happens to cross that 2D space, then there is some subsection of that 3D object that is a 2D object. Wouldn't something that exists in one of those higher dimensions like in some way influence or intrude onto our lower dimensional space at some point?
0: We don't necessarily... So I would say that we can't necessarily say that that hasn't happened. Um, When you talk about things such as galaxies you can't we don't know that mm. galaxies as a whole don't interact with other dimensions that's too large of a scale for us to fully examine okay um there are parts of the our <laughs> our ability to study like um molecules and quarks and all that stuff is confined to earth um, mm. and what we can see out into the universe in the center of a black hole in the center of a star there can be things happening that we just can't observe at this point okay. in time
1: okay so, I so think you think it's within you think reason. that there may be like five dimensional objects or beings and we can see them but we're only observing a subsection of their dimensions even though they they're Physical properties actually extend outside of what we can observe. I think that wouldn't we observe seemingly impossible things happening, though?
0: I mean, we can give reason to seemingly impossible things, though. Um, I would say that for a lot of, uh, for, well, for the grand majority of time, uh, a star coming into existence would have seemed impossible. Um, The Big Bang occurring seems pretty impossible for something to just happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess there are things in physics we don't understand, right? And maybe the solution doesn't lie within the dimensions that we can observe. Like uh, quantum entanglement. I don't think that science, I might be wrong about this, but I don't think that scientists fully understand why quantum entanglement happens. Do you know what that is?
0: Yeah, um, you know exactly. Two two particles moving beyond the light uh, speed at the same time. Like that's, you know, we can't un- we don't fully understand that.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't fully understand how quantum entanglement behaves. It's something about like when you have two particles that are in quantumly entangled quantum (laughs) in quantum (laughs) entanglement when you observe the state of one then you know the state of the other but observing observing the state of one particle suddenly meet like they suddenly become not entangled anymore and you can only do it once and it like ruins the entanglement Yeah. but I don't think science fully understands why it happens so maybe that could be it
0: and the way they're communicating is beyond any speed that should be possible.
1: Right. Um, Right. It's like instantaneous. Yeah. Because the state of one, one isn't in the state. I, this is a really stupid limited understanding and somebody Mm -hmm. who knows more about this is going to listen to this and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But like, (laughs) (laughs) like it's not like you observe one and it sends a signal to the other one and then it changes state or whatever. It's like, it's a, one particle is not in any state until it's observed and then you observe it and then whatever measurement or observation you make suddenly makes the state of the other one a reality or something like that. It's something crazy like that.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, there are other things that also act in really strange ways. Um, Light, photons. Um, I, I think it's called, like, the pinhole test. Where like if you're not observing light when it passes through, and I'm not exactly sure how the test works, but if you're not observing light when it passes through a slit, it like looks like a wave. But if you observe light as it passes through the slit, it looks like particles um, and like the way it disperses on like a sheet or something. And like, that that's a test that they've done multiple times. And whether you're observing light as it does something or not, the way it affects the thing it hits is different. And so it's like, we can't explain that. Like, science literally cannot explain why observing these things makes it behave differently.
1: I feel like we're, like, (laughs) diving into, like, Joe Rogan podcast (laughs) territory now. (laughs) We're just like, man, you can't explain these things. Well, you know,
0: it's serving as evidence for there are are things that are unexplainable, and maybe there are things in other dimensions that can explain that, right? That's what we're getting around to
1: right cuz what i was going to say with like things that are four dimensional or things that are five dimensional interacting in our four dimensional or three dimensional space whatever like imagine imagine if you lived in two dimensions and there was a three dimensional object and it was like it was like a a circle like an like an oval a tube that was like made into a circular object mm-hmm. and if you like shook that thing around there would be two circles in your two-dimensional space that are moving synchronously for no reason. You wouldn't be able to understand that they're connected in the third dimension. You would just see two two-dimensional circles moving around in the same way at the same time, and you wouldn't be able to understand why. Sure, yeah. So I guess that sort of thing could be happening. Like, that sort of thing could be what leads to things like quantum entanglement. I don't yeah. know.
0: Yeah, uh, you know... uh Things like wormholes. Um, yeah, it, pretty much anything we can't explain, we could say the answer lies within another dimension. Um, and there are definitely questions that science can't explain currently. Yeah. Now, kind of going back to... Because you brought up, is that supernatural, right? You said okay. that's not necessarily supernatural. That's something in the universe that we don't understand. But I guess we have to define supernatural. Um, because... I, you could define, to me, something that's supernatural is something beyond our natural understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think things that fall in other universes or things in other universes fall in that category or things in other dimensions fall in that category. Um, which would now, just
1: be things that abide by the rules of the natural universe. They just have properties that we're not capable of observing.
0: Yeah. Um, but if you want to get into things that like don't obey the laws of physics yeah. as we understand them, and don't obey the laws of physics as they must exist, right. and are actually like beyond right. the comprehension of science. That's a.
1: Do you that's think that's a possible? Paradigm. Do you think there's any reality or any possible way that in our current reality there are things that just do not abide by the rules of the universe that we just. Don't have any proof of.
0: So, when when you ask that question to me, it's a lot like saying, "Does heaven and hell exist, or like do spirits spirits exist?" Um, yeah, it's
1: basically the same question.
0: It, yeah, it's the same. It's it's pretty much the same question because generally, well, okay, the supernatural no, are those things,
1: right? Yeah, um, in our traditional understanding, yes, right? yeah, like like in in common in like common folklore or whatever. Those things are usually tied up with the afterlife and like spirituality and stuff like that. And I mean, I think that's a different <laughs> that's a different episode. Yeah, spirituality and stuff like that, which could be interesting, but I, I don't think we need to get into that here.
0: Right to answer just the question of is it possible? I don't. I don't think something can exist that is outside of the ability for. F- physics of the universe in all of its dimensions to allow. I think there is a rule set that we don't necessarily fully understand, even nearly understand the majority of it, that allows things beyond our understanding, but I don't think things that literally don't play by the rules can't exist. But right. now that I say that, when I say things that don't play by the rules can exist, I, my mind goes to like hackers and video games. And it's like, well...
1: That's still a bit abiding by the physical rules of the universe, though. Somebody's shoddy you're... programming doesn't mean that the universe <laughs> is broken.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, if we think about it... If, if we think about it in terms of a second universe or like a multiverse uh-huh. and we start thinking about like how everything in this universe breaks down into particles and molecules and atoms and stuff like that. And then you think maybe there's someone in another universe who studies our universe and understands it fully and can right. take some kind of molecular code and inject it into our universe like there's
1: a runtime vulnerability in our universe.
0: <laughs> I mean, what is?
1: I mean, now we could just dive into simulation theory, but um we could, I mean, that's still not breaking the natural order of the universe though, right? Like there are rules, there are rules to physics in the sense that like like as far as we know, a solid object cannot pass through a solid object. Right. So, I think I think this probably at its core becomes an argument of semantics because if you say the paranormal and things that are outside the realm of possibility can do things like passing a solid object through a solid object is that paranormal because it breaks the rules of the universe or is it just that this ability now is an extension of the rules of the universe and there are just things that are possible that we didn't realize were possible and so anything yeah. that anything that happens is technically possible is just outside of yeah
0: yeah i would say that i would define paranormal as things beyond our normal understanding
1: yeah and so it's the same thing i guess it it would be the same thing either way yeah whether it whether it's abusing rules of the universe we didn't realize were possible or whether it's breaking the rules of the universe doesn't really matter i guess
0: no not n- what uh, where our conversation is most likely to head it doesn't i don't think it matters <laughs> yeah if if you can if you can teleport you're teleporting it doesn't matter which way it's performed
1: yeah Yeah, well, there's like that old adage that magic is just science you don't understand yet. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay.
0: But, I mean, getting back to like my initial point, if someone's teleporting by using a property that we don't understand, if we can access, if it's a group and we can study it, whether or not we like, can fully like appreciate what's happening, as long as we can replicate it, it doesn't really matter. Uh like if they're yeah. using like a spell, you know, and mm-hmm. we like get our hands on this spell book and we're like, well apparently if you draw this circle and slap these seven leaves together, you can teleport. We might not get it, but we can do
1: science, it, we can do. Now it's becoming science. Uh, I guess that's the question is like if these monsters existed and they had abilities that were previously unknown to us, do you think that we could build technology to replicate it? If it's just an extension of the rules of the universe that we didn't understand yet, there's probably some way to replicate it because all all innovation in technology is is just moving matter around in a way that accomplishes some end goal. So as long as as long as whatever these things are happening that are paranormal, is just moving matter around there's probably some way for us to accomplish it with some sort of technology
0: yeah I I again I I actually think it does matter at this point how it's being done because like like if they're just like using like an incantation or something and Mm -hmm. like it only works within a certain circumstance and we can't discover why saying words in this order does anything but we know that it does it if you do it exactly (laughs) right yeah then i mean i guess we can make a machine that like says it uh, but you can just say it but like right could could it perform the task without saying it no because the only way we know how to do it is to say those words
1: i guess for us to not be able to observe it and not be able to replicate it it would need to be something that is like immaterial like it's not even just moving matter around at this point there's something else that's happening that is beyond our ability to interact with it even cuz mm-hmm. cuz even like speech speech 200 years ago 300 years ago maybe probably seemed like magic because we didn't fully understand sound waves traveling through the air like we didn't we didn't understand that there were these invisible waves that like traveled through the air that caused reverberations in your ear holes to make mm-hmm. sound and that probably seemed like magic to someone at some point in history um but that doesn't change the fact that it's still waves and like physical shit that is moving through space and time uh, but now we have instruments that we can use to measure sound and observe sound. So the, whatever this thing is, for it to be out of our abil- outside of our ability to replicate it, it would have to not be waves or matter moving around in the universe. It would have to be something that we don't even possess the ability to interact with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think you're exactly right. Which I don't, I can't even begin to fathom what that could be. Right? That's right. Yeah, it's (laughs)
1: outside of our ability to. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um what's the point of this podcast at this point <laughs>
0: you know what honestly i was just wondering the same thing i was like where exactly w- w- was this going from the beginning right like n- y- your question was monsters living with humans right yeah. so <laughs> if we got to the point where we're having invasions yeah. um every so often we can't track these invasions. They're just, creatures are just popping up out of the night uh, randomly every couple thousand years, and we, mm-hmm. we pass down these folklore. Um, is it possible that this is currently happening? Absolutely. I totally think that's possible. It would make sense for the stories that we have that already exist to be based on something. Um, You can say that it's just because people couldn't explain shit and they made up stories, but maybe they couldn't explain or shit because were that shit balls. was unexplainable. Or because they were tripping balls. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe also something from the other side of the universe knows how to walk in the seventh dimension and walked into someone's bedroom and took their kid and ate it. Why not? Yeah. We don't understand. Yeah, for, a brief moment,
1: for a brief moment, they cross into our plane. Yeah. And we saw something.
0: Why not? Because
1: if, if, if you think of our 3D existence as a 2D existence, like if you think about a 2D plane, like I was saying earlier, and a 3D object that's moving around in 3D space, most of the time it's not crossing over. But then suddenly it might cross through, and for a brief moment there is a square in that 2D space where there wasn't one before, and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess, like you were saying, that could happen. Something that exists, walking around in some other dimension could briefly cross over through our plane, our observable plane, and then be gone, just like that. Just like
0: that, and just take someone with them. Yeah. Why not? that, That seems reasonable to me. That's possible. So,
1: I think we have three questions that make up this podcast. The first question was, what would life... Be like if monsters just existed and we knew it, and things it just went on uh, with that being the reality, and I think we answered that we answered it that um probably we would just make armies to defeat these things, yeah, um and we would either eventually stomp them out or. They would just go into hiding and try to stay away from us. And I think you're right. The second question was do you think it's possible that supernatural or beings outside of our our known universe exist? Mm-hmm. And I think we adequately answered that too. It's possible things possible. could live outside of our uh, things could live in higher dimensions that we can't observe. Things could have physical properties that we don't know how to observe yet. So, sure. And then the third question that I think we could use to end this one with is, do you think it's probable? Do you think it's likely that this is happening or that this has happened and some human being in some point in history has observed it?
0: No. Humans haven't been around long enough for something like this to most likely occur. Um, So you
1: think there's a natural explanation to every tale that's been told? Either someone made it up or somebody was perceiving something incorrectly?
0: More than likely people were high or there was like a a creature running across the plains and they observed it incorrectly in the moonlight. That's not to say it, it hasn't happened. I think it's improbable due to the amount of time that humans have existed against the clock of the universe.
1: Millions of years though? You think millions of years isn't enough time to observe something that, like Well, this to
0: human civilization has existed for 20,000 years, right? That's how long so, human like that, civilization yeah. has existed. Yeah,
1: humans living as large groups of people in a cohesive society is a fairly recent development. Right. So actually, an extremely recent development.
0: Right. Extremely recent, and and the clock of the universe is extremely, yeah. extremely recent, and stories from before then don't exist. Well, the stories we document.
1: from stories from before, like agricultural society and stuff, exist. They were just told, passed down, hieroglyphics and shit. I mean the stories that predate language, maybe not. There could have been like visual information transfer.
0: I I, I guess I would have to ask the question: Do stories exist from before civilization existed? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think there's some story out there. Some story. It's there's a it's maybe it's a small chance, but I think there's some story out there that's been told to a modern human that. Its origins go all the way back to some like super prehistoric homo sapien ancestor ran into another one and was just like and like used (laughs) rocks to show that some crazy shit happened to him and then that just got passed down. Um, There's something like that
0: that's interesting i don't I don't know uh when I think of like old stories, I think of like stories from Egypt, stories from the Mayans, stories from like a- Greece, ancient civilizations okay, yeah. but yeah, we still have those word. stories civilizations I don't know that I've ever thought about stories from pre civilized people if those stories do exist, maybe
1: you don't know that those stories that were written in hieroglyphics and shit didn't come from some. Like very briefly before human civilization, ancestor who just told some other person he ran into something.
0: See, I think now you're bringing up a lot of questions about the development of language, yeah. the development of communication, the development of civilization, like with the order that those things happened in. I can't actually speak to. What, which order this happened? And I would say language needed to come before civilization in order for people to be like, "Hey, let's live together." Uh, but I can't actually say that that's one hundred percent
1: true. Wolf, wolves, dogs—they live well, together. That's
0: true. Things just group up. They just
1: run into they just run into each other out in the wild, and they just like kind of understand that they're better off together. So and they just do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So then I, I don't know that stories can be passed down without language but maybe uh, but when you say banging rocks together to be like this thing happened to me that's a form of language kind of getting a little getting a little off track i would say that if stories can exist from before 20,000 years ago when <laughs> i think it when the beginning of civilization is then perhaps if it's from when humans came into existence that's a bigger span of time a much bigger span of time thankfully and that actually does allow a chance for something highly improbable to occur and to actually happen to someone the frequency however for something that exists on the other side of the universe or in another plane to be like hey popping through and running into a human on earth (laughs) this one rock out of the entire thing it's a really slim chance so is it possible yes is it probable it's really slim
1: yeah no i get what you're saying i think yeah the argument about whether stories could be passed down pre-historically or not or pre-civilization or not is pretty it's kind of irrelevant yeah Uh, as far back as we can trace stories or as stories feasibly could have gone is, like you said, on the order of tens of thousands of years, and that is an infinitesimally small amount of time for something that seems that unlikely to happen. Yeah. So if you think about like the prevalence of stories like The Mothman and like all the stories that have even just been made up in the last 200 years... 99.99999999999% of it has to be bullshit.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The math does not play out in favor of it.
1: Yeah. So is it possible that one of those stories is true and somebody actually saw something? Yes. Like you said, probably. Is it likely? No. It's probably <laughs> all bullshit. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just what it boils down to. You, you don't even have to take the physics of of it into account really just the mathematics of the size of the universe and and being able to pop through a dimension and meet a person the math that just doesn't play out favorably yeah. for humanity to have that experience something a creature that's been around since the beginning of time and lives in the four dimensions that we exist in and that occurring to someone in their civilizations is more reasonable but we've been around for such a short time. Now you're talking time. about god.
1: Now you're yeah. talking about at some point in history we ran into one of these beings and one of these beings has decided to fuck with us for the, our entire existence. That's I a mean, different podcast. That's a that's a
0: that's a different topic and a different story yeah. for a different time. I you know, I think this is I think this is interesting. I think where where I land is yeah, it's totally possible. I just don't think it's probably happened more than a handful of times, if that.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think if I wasn't of that mind when this started, I think he would have convinced me. I think (laughs) it's unlikely. It's unlikely. Not impossible.
0: Not impossible. I don't. There's there's very few things in this universe that are impossible, in my opinion. But that's that's a whole other
1: delve. All right. You think that's it?
0: I think that's it. Um, I want to say that this has been an interesting thought experiment um, because I think at multiple points there, we realized we could just go off on a tangent yeah. for a couple hours before ever yeah. getting back. Um, yeah, this
1: episode could have spawned like 10 other ones. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. There's a, there's a lot to dive into. And if you're listening to this episode, um, I want to hear uh, people's opinions on this. I, I want to yeah. know what people think because this is truly... A fascinating topic so if you're listening on spotify youtube apple wherever you're at find that comment section and let us know what you think do you think that creatures from anywhere could exist and could have interacted with people
1: yeah do you think there's some shit that we can't explain or observe or don't know how to observe and if so if you have specific examples of things that would be extra cool if you could hit us up with a link to some sort of story that seems like it might be a result of something like this happening, I'd love to read that.
0: Yep, don't hold uh, back. Let us know uh, your stories, and if you've ever encountered a ghost or anything like that, uh, let us know. We'd love to talk about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, if you go to com. There is a merch store there. We've recently done a little bit of a rebranding. Whoop whoop. The appearance of the podcast is different than it was the first 13 episodes. Uh, we redesigned it to look more like Potency Plays, <gasps> our gaming YouTube channel. If You go to gamingpotency.com, you'll see that. But uh, coming back to the merch store, there's new merch on the merch store. New t-shirts, mugs, shit like that that has the new branding on it. The original Unplanned Podency logo is still there on one t-shirt. It's still available. Might not be forever. So if you're listening to this and you want that logo, uh, your time's probably limited on that one. My God. And then in addition to that, we also have the I'm Podnant t-shirt that we announced a couple of weeks ago, which if you buy that shirt, any money we make off of it we'll go to Planned Parenthood um so yeah on com, gaming that'll be the after party where we'll play a game that's relevant to this discussion Chris do you have anything else to say before we sign off
0: um you know usually I I uh, like wrapping up these episodes by telling the audience that I love them um but this this week I want to say um you smell good I can smell you. Nice. That's a nice stink on you. smells like
1: feet and lavender.
0: (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Bye.